Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday, April the 15th, 2023. It is currently 7.26 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Saturday evening. You know what that means. That means tomorrow morning is Sunday. Aren't you glad you tune into this uh, podcast for all of this very important information? Because right now you're probably like, wait, I didn't even know Sunday came after Saturday. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm joking around a little bit, but yes, tomorrow morning, it will be Sunday morning and people all across the United States of America will wake up. They will get ready, maybe have some breakfast. They will get dressed. They will get into their car and they will drive to a building. They will drive to a church and they will walk They will greet people. They will sit down, maybe for a Sunday school lesson, then for some singing, and then for the sermon. Maybe they'll participate in the Lord's Supper. Maybe they'll watch a baptism take place. Whatever the case may be, tomorrow is Sunday, and millions of people will get in their cars and drive to a church. Now, I've talked a lot about that whole situation, that whole system, right? How much money does it cost to operate that church, to, to, to have the building and to, and, and all the stuff, the staff and, and, and all of the activities and all the things that they do. How much money does it take to maintain and keep that whole machine operating? And what do you actually get from it? I, I've offered lots of criticism about that. You know that. You know that. You know that sometimes I've turned on this microphone and I've said, you know, sometimes I, I know I'm very cynical and I know sometimes I'm, I'm, I, I look at it in a very negative way, but I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes I just look at it and go, what are we really going to accomplish? You know, because I'll get up in, on, on a Sunday. I drive to church. I drive past all of these churches. I go to my church. I leave. And a lot of times I, even either on the way there or even on the way home, I'll just be like, I wonder what we accomplished. Millions of people went to church today. They're now all going back home. They're headed to a restaurant to get something to eat. They're going home for a family dinner, whatever they're going to They're going to go home for their Sunday nap, whatever. And I wonder what, what really happened at that church? Did anything of significance significance happen. I know that's a very cynical, negative way to look at it, but a lot of times I, I, I know that I'm negative. I'll be the first to admit it. So, you know, I already ask a lot of questions about that. And, you know, I'm always asking, where is the church going? I know where the church is today, but where is it going to be five years from now? Where is it going to be 10 years from now. And we know if you just, if you study church history, the church in some way, shape, or form is always changing. I know we don't necessarily like this word, but it's always evolving how we do things. What is a dominant theological belief? Just different. Church is always undergoing some kind of shift, some kind of change, some kind of transformation, some kind of reformation. What, how, whatever word you want to use, things are happening. Sometimes we see it because it happens in a very dramatic way. But a lot of times, I think most of the time, we don't really see it unfold in a 
immediately. Like it takes time. Like, like you, you have to look back like, you know, 10, 20 years from now, you look back and go, do you, man, do you remember what was going on between 2020 and, you know, 2027? That was a crazy time in, in church history. Like sometimes you have to be 10 or 15 years removed. And then you look back and go, wow, Remember when seeker sensitive was the big thing? Hey, do you remember when everyone was talking about emergent churches? Remember that? There, like there's always these, these, remember when everyone was talking about Mars Hills, Mars Hills Church in Seattle, Washington? Do you, like there's always these times where something happens and, and it's the big deal. And then, and then the church moves on and it moves past it. And, and then we have to look back. Sometimes when you're in it, you don't quite see maybe the historical significance. But the church is always going through this. So question, a lot of people tomorrow, a lot of people, millions of people are going to get up and they're going to drive to an actual church, walk into an actual building, sit in a chair, stadium seating, a pew, whatever your church is currently using. And then they're going to engage in some kind of church service. They're going to engage in these activities. But what if some people are not going to even leave their living room? They're not going to, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to stay right where they are and they're going to have church right there in their home. Now, it's not a completely new idea. Home churches have been around for a very long time and the home church movement has, in some cases, it's grown. Some cases, it kind of goes back to kind of being irrelevant. Then it kind of comes back. Obviously, there's been discussion now in 2023 and and, and especially during the pandemic, et cetera, about virtual church, Right. You know, we're going to put on our VR goggles and we're going to go to church that way. And we've done a review about what that's like, reading some different reviews from different people who attended VR churches. We know that there's always these kind of different and unique ideas. Which one's going to catch on? Which one is going to be transformative? Which one is going to have a major impact moving forward? And, and it's always easy, listen, to just be dismissive, right? When something starts happening that goes against our doctrine or our theology, sometimes we can just be very dismissive of it and go, well, that's a dumb idea. That's a horrible idea. That's not a biblical idea. That's not a theological idea. And we can be dismissive. And then all of a sudden we look around and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. While I was dismissing it, it was growing and growing and growing. Now we have to address it. Now we have to, now we have to figure out how we are going to respond to it. And I hate being reactive. I like being proactive. So Saturday night is a perfect time to discuss what at least some people, I don't know the numbers of people who will be engaging in this, but how some people will be engaging, well, in kind of a, a, a different kind of church, I guess. I I mean, it has some of the basic characteristics. It is called, are you ready for this? It is called Sandals Church Anywhere. Sandals Church Anywhere. S-A-N-D-A-L-S. Sandals Church Anywhere. Now, here is how, because I love to always kind of take you through the process of how I go from being downstairs to running up the stairs and turning on the microphone and going live. I always try to kind of take you through the entire process. Here is what, here's what happened. Was, here is what happened. All right. If I can speak correctly. I was eating 
a salad from Olive Garden with some breadsticks. It was really, really, really good. And while I was sitting there, I'm like, well, do I do a live broadcast tonight? I don't know. What do I do? I was trying to make a decision. I need to do some sermon prep. I want to do this. I got, And I was just having my typical, you know, fight with myself about my schedule. And all of a sudden, I looked over and saw this headline. Are you ready? Here we go. If I can get this to uh, correct itself. There we go. The, the, the page looked all weird. Here was the headline. Online church attendance retains some of its pandemic boost. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. So online church attendance is retaining some of its pandemic boost. Obviously, during the pandemic, online church attendance was you know, it was growing. So wait a minute, what, what is happening? People are going back to everywhere now. People are back to sporting events. They're going everywhere, right? So anybody can go back to normal church. So why is online church attendance retaining some of that boost? What is happening? What is going on? So I was very interested. So I picked up my iPad. The next thing I read was this. While most regulars are back in person, pastors are rethinking how to minister to the higher numbers of digital worshipers. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So so the, what they call the regulars, the regulars have come back, but others are like, nope, they're not coming back. So then churches are like, well, how are we going to minister to the higher numbers of, of digital worshipers? Right underneath that, they have an image of a camera, uh, obviously, and there's someone standing up on a, well, there's not a pulpit. I guess there's a little podium there. It looks like your typical evangelical kind of church. And uh, obviously, this is their camera where they're broadcasting, uh, obviously, to their digital worshipers and obviously doing so in video. So I started reading. Here we go. It's been three years since Easter set records for church streaming with churches canceling in-person worship during the early weeks of COVID-19. Though church doors have long reopened for services in the United States, the pandemic has had a lasting effect on attendance. I think everyone, everyone has to agree with this, that in some way, shape, or form, churches have been, has been impacted by attendance. Even though people have come back, people may come back, but people now are more likely to go, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just maybe show up for Sunday morning and not Sunday school. Maybe I'll show up on Wednesday, but I won't be there Sunday night. Maybe I won't even come back Sunday night or Wednesday. I'll just show up for Sunday morning. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. And, and, and they feel more comfortable doing that because, well, they did so in the pandemic. And this would be obviously why some people said we should not shut our doors during the pandemic. Absolutely not. Now, I'm, my, my view is this. If all it took is a pandemic and you miss some church services for a little while because you have to stay at home because there's a pandemic. And then you're like, well, you know what? I'm not going back to church. That kind of shows, I mean, come on. You, we can make all the excuses in the world. That just shows you weren't that committed to it in the first place, right? I mean, whatever, whenever the pandemic happened, whatever you stopped doing, if you decided, well, I don't want to go back and do that anymore, well, then that shows your level of commitment. I mean, let's just be honest. I, I don't think we have to make a big deal out of it. I just think we have to be honest. So, I mean, it's impacted every church and in some way, shape or form. 
I mean, even in my little small church in the middle of nowhere, Texas, I mean, look at the number of people who will show up for Sunday school tomorrow versus who show up at the next hour. And then look at how many people come back Sunday night. It's like, I, I never know. I never know from service to service what's going to happen. I like I can't even plan. I'm like, okay, see, we're gonna be lucky if we get like who's coming back Sunday night. Like you know, I have no idea. There used to be a time in my church who the people who were there for Sunday school or the people who were there for Sunday morning they would be there Sunday night. They would be there Wednesday. There was no drop off. It was literally identical. It was crazy. It was it was awesome. And then things have never gone back to that. All right. Now, here we go. This is what they say. A multi-site church based in Riverside, California, Sandals Church, had about 80,000 people watch its service over the 2020 holiday weekend, up from around 3,000 to 4,000 before. That is, just try to imagine those numbers. They had 80,000 people. Watch its services over the 2020 holiday weekend. And, and the year before, it was only three to 4,000. They had 80,000 people tuning in for their service. 80,000 people. Now, that, that blows my mind. That, that is, I mean, look, whatever you may think about, whatever you, we, whenever you start doing your looking up and researching Sandals Church, you may go, well, that's horrifying. It may be horrifying, but it's amazing that that means 80,000 people out there decided to tune in to watch a ser- church service. What, whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether it was her- heretical, that's irrelevant. 80,000 people tune in to stream a s- church service? That's like, on one hand, you can't just be dismissive of that. You can't just be like, well, you know, well, you know, all that matters is, you know, it's, it's showing up in person is what counts. You, you may think that that's what counts and you may think that that's the most important thing. And you may say it's not really church unless they're there in person. I understand that. But at the same time, you can't dismiss the fact that 80,000 people wanted to tune in. Does that indicate that maybe there's a lot of spiritual questions and curiosity out there that people may have that they may tune in, but they won't ever walk into an actual church? I mean, is that something we should at least consider? And I, and at the same time, I have to, I just have to bring this up. How many people can you minister to? You can minister to 80,000 people streaming your content. How much money would it take to minister to those people in person? Like, I mean, I don't, there's just a lot of questions here, but let's see what they have to say here. All right. Like churches across the country, Sandals saw online attendance numbers drop and levels out once it resumed gathering, but it is still drawing in three to four times as many online participants as before. So there was a drop, but they're still drawing way more than they were before. The congregations has since launched, the, the congregation has since launched a dedicated, the website decided to re- refresh. The congregation has since launched a dedicated online campus, Sandals Church Anywhere, designed to be watched in small groups in people's homes. Now, I would love to read the rest of the article. 
but I have to sign up. All right. And I don't feel like signing up. It's from ChristianityToday.com. It's one of those where they give you part of the article, but I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, I want to know more about Sandals Church. Well, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. If you're going to make me sign up, have to subscribe, I'll just do my own research. So I went to Google, typed in Sandals Church anywhere, and lo and behold, I was taken to sandalschurch.com. Sandalschurch.com. The top left, Sandals Church. Over to the right, a giving tab for people to give. And then underneath it is a black and white photo with one, two, three, it looks like four people sitting on a couch, right? They're sitting kind of on a couch, love seat kind of situation. Of course, they're all smiling because, you know, you're always smiling when you're studying the Bible and you're always smiling when you're in some kind of home church situation. And you're always smiling when you're sitting in a pew. Okay, churches and their stock photos. Okay, but I, I digress. They seem excited, all right? Uh, someone has a drink in front of them on, on like a little coffee table. And then it says in white lettering, B, Sandals Church Anywhere. B, Sandals Church Anywhere. And I'm like, okay, I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to know more. I'm, I'm interested in this. Right? Then this is what they say. Sandals Church has, and it says Sandals Church has always been about the people, not the place. Now, In many cases, Christians have been saying for a very, very long time, the church is not a building, it's the people. We've been saying that churches have been making some kind of statement like that for a very long time. And then we kind of like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. But it is the building. We have to show up at the building. I don't care if it's a pandemic, show up, park in the parking lot, do a drive-in service. Because I think people started realizing, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we if we continue with the idea that the church is not a building, it's just the people, and the people don't show up to the building, then we don't get the money, and we don't get the money, we can't maintain the building, and we can't maintain the staff. And so, well, let's just be honest, there's a little self-interest in getting people to show up to the building. I mean, there is. You got to get people to the building. I mean, you don't get people to the building sooner or later, there's no point in having the building, and then the building goes away, right? Well, then... Okay, how do you then do? How do you do ministry if you don't have the building? Well, then you've got to set up some other setup, and then is that really ministry if you're not in a building? Well, you get into all of the issues and theological arguments, but they go with the idea that hey, it's never been about. It's always been about the people. It's not been about the place. And it says Sandals Church anywhere exists to give people the opportunity to host a Sandals Church experience right in their home. All right. So this is something now, remember, this is a church that had like 80,000 people watch them. What they're like Easter services, 2020. Now they, even though the numbers have dropped dramatically since people can come back, they're still way above their uh, original average. They're way above it. Meaning they still are maintaining a lot of people watching online. So they've decided to launch this thing called Saddles Church Anywhere. And I want you to hear about it. I want you to hear their promotional video. You ready? What is Sandals Church Anywhere? You ready to hear their uh, their uh, promotional video? Here we go. We're going to listen to it. And we're going to do that right now. So um, what is Sandals Church Anywhere? Sandals Church Anywhere is the opportunity for you to have Sandals Church literally anywhere. It doesn't matter where you're at. Just as long as you gather a few people together together. That's a Sandals Church anywhere. So you have the opportunity 
to be a sandal church literally anywhere in the world, in your living room, at your office, in your dorm room. It doesn't matter. You be sandals church anywhere. Okay, so now you might be asking, well, how do I grow my sandals church anywhere? Yeah, because you all by yourself is fine, but let's go to the next step. You need to actually start inviting people. In order to grow your sandals church anywhere, you need to find people to be part of your gathering. I don't know anybody. Well, do you live next to somebody? Do you work with somebody? Do you have a family member? Those are the perfect people that's going to take to grow your sandals church anywhere. Just invite them. Look at that. You got people. You are ready to start your sandals church anywhere gathering. But now you need technology. You need a television. You need something in order to display the content that we're going to send to you. So what do you do? I don't know. What do I do? I don't have Wi-Fi. I don't have a TV. I don't have speakers. We're going to help you with all of that. Our sandals church digital media team will send you their sandals church anywhere box. It will come to you and it will give you step-by-step process in order to actually make this gathering happen. So when you're there sitting there with your family member, your co-worker, or your neighbor, you'll be able to watch Sandals Church anywhere with a good image, with good sound, and the right content. The very last thing we want you to know is to stay in touch. You're not doing this alone. You're not in this alone. So at any time you have a problem, you have an issue, you have questions, we are here to help. We are here to support you. We want to actually help you make this Sandals Church Anywhere gathering a success. So please reach out. We are praying for you. We are believing in you. And know this, Sandals Church Anywhere is what God has commissioned when he said, go to the ends of the earth. That's this. That's what we're doing. So go be Sandals Church Anywhere and let's get real. That is Sandals Church Anywhere. Now, I know your first th- thought may, you may want to just immediately criticize it and be dismissive of it. And this may never catch on. It may never become anything significant. I, I, the only reason I'm paying some attention to it is number one, I mean, they had 80,000 people watching them over a, a holiday weekend in 2020. That is hard for me to even comprehend. That's insanity, right? That's, that's nuts. But number two is because They may not be the thing, but they may point us to the fact, where is church going in 2024, 2025, and 2026? Is the church, just imagine this, 10 years from now, church is people sitting in their home, connected to some ministry somewhere who broadcast through video, audio, and and you join a group and you're like, you're a part of, and you may invite friends over. Maybe, maybe the church now is made up of three or four or five people connected to some ministry. And that's how they, I don't know if that will ever catch on. I don't know if it will ever catch on, but it would be, it would almost be a very individualistic type of faith. It wouldn't be a communal faith. It would not be, it would be a individualistic kind of faith. Now, you some people say, well, that's horrible, that's unbiblical, but I believe we're already in an individualistic kind of faith. They, they, here, here, I, th- I, I mean, if we're going to be very honest, 
here's how it works. You as an individual, you decide what is right and what is wrong. You decide how the Bible should or shouldn't be interpreted, interpreted, interpreted. You decide you yourself how, which doctrines are true or which doctrines false. So you yourself as an individual, you decide what doctrines are true or false, what theology is right and wrong, how the Bible should be interpreted or not interpreted. Once you make that determination, then you go find people who agree with you. And then you join that church and you're there until you decide, well, you no longer agree. And then you'll go somewhere else. I mean, that's the game, the way the game is played. We can be like, oh no, we respect the, the teachers. We respect the elders until you don't. Okay. You respect and you submit until you don't. And then you just go somewhere else and then you'll go somewhere else and then you'll go somewhere else. That's the way it works. And I know that's a very negative approach, but the church is already very individualistic. We just make it look like we're not by coming together. Oh, a community, a community. And then you sit and listen and walk out going, I didn't agree with this. I didn't agree with that. Not going to do this. Not going to do that. Not going to participate in this. I'm going to do my own thing anyway, but we're a community. We're a (laughs) community. Give me a break. You're a bunch of individuals who happen to sit in the same building for two hours and typically leave talking about all the people you were sitting with. Oh, I know. I know that's too negative. I already think it's individualistic. This may be taking it to a a completely different level, but let's read a little bit more about it. All right. Now, underneath the video, and again, go to sandalschurch.com. You can see all of this. You can click to start a gathering. Now, I don't know what they send you. I have no idea. I need someone who will be willing to sign up for it. I don't know what happens. If you, if you sign up and they send stuff to you, do they send it to you for free? And what happens if you, they send it to you and you're like, ah, well, on second thought, I don't want to be a Sandals Church. Do you have to send it back? I have no idea because as soon as you click on start a gathering, well, guess what? You got to submit your first name, last name, email, mobile phone, uh, street, city, state, postal code, gender, and marital status. All right. But they don't tell you like, I don't, if I submit that, I don't know what's going, going to happen. I haven't sent all of that. I can try to find a gathering. Right, like in my local area, but once again, I have to submit all of that information and I don't necessarily want to go through that process. If somebody wants to go through all of that process, taking screenshots of everything that happens and then giving me all of the emails you receive about it, I would love to know how the whole process works. I really would because I don't want to be super critical of something I don't know, but I would love to just see what do they send you? All right. Then it says, um, find an online group. Now, if I can find an online group, and this is, uh, this is find people you can be real with. Now, they got some uh, videos here, how to get connected, and says, uh, what do you want to get real about? Sermon questions and Sandals Church app. Explain. They give you all of these th- different things. Now is a great time to get started. Start a group. Um, so I, so I don't know exactly. There are some videos here. I haven't watched these videos. I guess how to start an online group or join an online group. I, I, I don't know if they're going to give you information there, but you can find an online group. Then this is what it says. Weekly services, community groups, remote ministries, Sandals Church anywhere. It's a place to be real. The Sandals Church vision of being real with ourselves, God, okay, I'm sorry. The Sandals Church vision of being real with ourselves, God, and others was never about living life alone. 
And no matter where you gather, church is all about the people, not the place. That's why we believe you can be Sandals Church anywhere, and we're ready to help you make that happen. It says, join the movement. No matter where you are, you don't have to do this alone. The vision of being real was meant to be lived out together, and we're looking for people who are ready to invite others into a life of authenticity. All right. Those are some typical buzzwords. It sounds a lot like small group talk is what it sounds like. Again, start a gathering, find a gathering. It says the responsibilities. Here we go. Provide a place, open your home, business, or find another local gathering space. Invite people in your area who are down to give Sandals Church a try. Plug and play. We provide easy to use technology that just needs Wi-Fi and a screen. Stay in touch. You're not in this alone. We're here to help and walk alongside you as the group grows. Um, it says here, start a gathering, find a gathering. Then it says frequently ask questions. Um, they do have a podcast. Imagine that. Um, I was going to see if they have an app. They have a podcast. Uh, the podcast is called, I did subscribe to it a little while ago. Um, the Debrief Podcast. I haven't subscribed to that one. The Debrief uh, Podcast with Matt Brown. All right. And then they have a Sermons Podcast. Well, I don't know if it's a, a podcast or not. Um, here are their sermons. Okay. I subscribed to a different podcast. Let's see, what, which one did I subscribe to? Let me go to my Apple Pod. I, I, uh, I subscribe to Sandals Church. Sandals Church Podcast. I found it on Apple Podcasts. So I'm going to start giving that a listen to, not right now, but soon. All right. So I'm going to close that right now because wait, I don't want that. All right, there we go. Going to mess everything up. Let's see here. Um... I'm looking here. What else do they have? I thought they would have an app. Don't you think they would have an app? I thought they would have an app. So I'm a little bit perplexed they don't have an app. Um, there's our, our vision, our beliefs. Well, we could go through all of their beliefs, but uh, we won't do that right now. Um I really thought they would have an app. Let's see, Saddles Church TV. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. There, there's not here. It's called Sandals Church TV. Sandals Church TV. I thought this would be like an, an app, but it's really not. I don't know. They mentioned the app, but I don't know where the app is. This is one of the, like, they they got to do a little work here and trying to make this a little easier for people. Um, but, I, I mean, it looks like they've got it set up for you to contact them and then they send you. I, I was assumed that they would have, oh, here we go, mobile app. Sandals Church app. I'm going to the Apple App Store. Going to the Apple App Store. Sandals Church. I'm, getting, I'm hitting Get. Install. All right, I'm going to open it up. Sandals Church. 
The Debrief Podcast, 200th episode, is the very first thing that pops up on the screen. Underneath that is the uh, the journey. The story of Easter is about a journey, one that can change you at a spiritual level, right? Good Friday. All right. They have a chat function. You got to find a community and log in. So I, that's where you're, uh, okay, here's reading plans. And they have the podcast. They have the latest sermons. The latest sermons, Step Into the Water. And then you play. phone call I had with my best friend. Uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but this became. Okay. They have a, uh, they have an outline here. Okay. Oh, they have an, okay. Here's what they do. They give you an outline with these little boxes that you fill in. So as you listen to the sermon, you can, uh, you can fill it in. All right. So that's interesting. They got youth messages. Yeah, you you should download it for yourself. Sandals Church. Look for the Sandals Church app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Sandals Church. Um, you can look it up. I would go to sandalschurch.com so you can see what they are attempting to do. I again I don't know what one of these groups would look like. I don't know what they send you. Um you know, if, if you can find a group in your area, you should go to it just so that you can report to me what it was like. I, I went to a Sandals Church group here in my local area. And this is what I found. This is what it was like. I want to, I want to find one and go, I doubt there's one here in West Texas Uh, or not in this part of West Texas, probably in Dallas, uh, San Antonio, Houston. Um, I would think, I don't know. I don't know how widespread these things are. I don't know. Um, That's one of the things, like it would be really interesting to know how widespread these things actually are. Um, Okay, I'm going back here. Okay, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I was trying. I thought I was finding what I was looking for. I thought I, w- I thought I was finding it, but I'm not. You see here. Uh, I see. Find a group. Okay, here we go. Um, no, I don't want in person. Online search. Okay, here we go. If I do for a, okay. Um, Okay, this is interesting. All right, if you to find a group, see group type. Let's click in this. Let's go with. Uh, let's just go um, with mixed. I don't know what mixed is. Okay, but there we go. Um, all right, so yeah, I I don't know how you become a part of these groups. They give the names of the individual. The first person who I guess created the group. Her name is Cynthia. They meet Mondays at 6 p.m. They are an online mixed group. It's a community group meeting online on Mondays at 6 p.m. Children welcome. Uh, Drew Allensworth created the second one. They meet Sundays at 12 p.m. The community group uh, online mix meeting online at Sunday at 12 p.m. All right. And then you can start a group. Let me see here. How do you start a group? 
Uh, so you can find groups online. You can also find uh, in-person groups. I'm going to put my my zip code here. Seven. Nine. This one allows me to actually. Oh wait. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there's not a group in my area. There's not a group in my area. Okay. So I I, I figured there wouldn't be. Yeah, and it's weird. The start a group tab doesn't actually work, or at least not on my iPad. I don't know why. Maybe it does on a laptop. But this is sandalschurch.com. I wanted to at least tell everyone about it tonight. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's going. I don't know what it's going to turn into. Obviously, it looks like it may be still in its beginning stages. Maybe they've been working on this for a while. I mean, some of the things on the website are not quite working uh, correctly, and I don't know why we're getting a uh, technology. Um, yeah, the church one, the church one app just sent out another notification. So I don't know if we lost connection. I apologize there if we did. All right, but. Um, I don't know. I, it sounds. It looks like they still have some things to figure out on their website, right? Because I click on start a group. It won't let me start a group. But it looks like you can start an online group. It looks like you can start an in-person group. It looks like they send you or they at least tell you how to set everything up so that you can watch it. And then I guess people watch together, discuss it, talk about it. And it becomes basically church becomes I, I think basically what has happened, th- this seems to be the transition that is taking place. Now, now I'll try to at least analyze this. There was a, there was a big time there in church, in, in, in church history, really going back. You started seeing it in the 90s and it exploded in the 2000s. But I think the 90s is where it really started taking shape. It was almost this idea, the church is wonderful. The church is great. A Sunday morning service is wonderful. A Sunday evening service is great. But you really can't get to know people. You really can't build relationships. And you really can't grow spiritually without something more. That's, that, that kind of, that, that's an antiquated way of doing church is just sitting in a pew listening to sermons. So there was almost like we need something more. And that more was small groups. You have to have a small group. If you're not a small, a part of a small group, it's finished. Your Christian life is garbage. You're never going to grow. It's trash. You got to have small groups. So what you do, you go to church on Sunday. You're still supposed to go to church, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, maybe even Wednesday night, but either on a Monday night, a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, a Friday night, Saturday night, then you're supposed to go to small groups. So it added something to your already busy church schedule, right? So, but you had to go, you had to go because your Christian life would never be the same without it. Then little by little, small groups started replacing things like the Wednesday night service. We'll drop Wednesday night services for small groups. We'll drop a Sunday night service. So then small groups started kind of replacing maybe a church service. We definitely saw that. Now, the big transition basically is, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't even need to come to church. Just create a small group. We'll send you the content that will be your church. So small groups went to, they are absolutely essential to your Christian life, but and you need them in addition to church. Then they'll be like, well, small groups are so essential that we could actually drop a Wednesday night service or a Sunday night service because this is really so important. Then now it's slowly become, we'll just create a small group. We'll get, we'll send you the sermons. We'll, we'll, we'll send you the content. You just listen to our content and you'll, that'll be your church. 
it's been a, I think it's been a slow, steady evolution. And I, I don't know where it's going, but Sandals Church, at least put it this way, they, they are significant enough Christianity Today decided to write about them. And if those numbers are even close to accurate, that, that in 2020, they had 80,000 people tune in for their weekend services. That is, I mean, that's astronomical. So I don't know where, where this is going to go, uh, but I want you to look at it. I want you to do your own research about it. I want you to see what you can find, what you think, and just what, what, how do you, how do you view it? How do you perceive it? How, how, how does that work? How does it work? And, and I, and I've talked about this before. Like they, they, they look like they have the money. They have the technology. They have the means to pr- try to pull this off in a much more sophisticated way. But I've even talked about it. Like what, like, what can you accomplish? What can you accomplish with just an online ministry versus an actual church? Like, I, I, I'm not even getting into the theology of it. I'm getting into the practicality of it, right? Someone can turn on the microphone and go live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They can provide everything from devotional thoughts to Bible study, to sermons, to commentary, to, I mean, they can, they, they can, they can provide so much. You can, you can get online curriculum that people can look at. You, I mean, you can, you can create chat, uh, you know, boards, chat rooms so that people can discuss things. I mean, you can give people assignments. You can give people homework. You literally can be feeding people spiritually 24, not basically almost 24 hours a day, but you can basically be feeding people all every day of the week, providing content for them. And I don't think the local church can even come close to competing with what an online ministry can. That's my thoughts. And it requires much less to maintain. Now, you could argue, you could argue, well, there's no way a pastor is going to be able to get a salary by just doing an online ministry. Well, yeah, that's, that may, that may be true. I, I can't say for sure. You know, because obviously people who, who listen to all of our content online, they're not obviously supporting me with like a salary in any way, shape or form, right? Okay. They help cover the cost, but it's not like I'm bringing in money going, you know what? I could do this for a living. Okay. I, I, I could do this for a living because, you know, to do this for a living, I would need to make, uh, well, with my basic, with where I am financially, I would need about a thousand dollars a month. Well, I'd probably be about $1,200 a month because the 200 would help cover the cost. The thousand would be what I need to live, um, basically just to make my housing payment. So I need, I would need about one, I would need be able to make $12,000. Well, just say $13,000 a year is what I would have to make to be able to maintain my lifestyle, pay my bills and, 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 and cover all the costs of what we're trying to do online. Now, I don't know if you could, could, could bring in that much money on an online ministry. Some could. Some could. If you, I guess if you market it well and you have the right celebrity. But that, just imagine that versus how much it costs to operate a church. Now, and, but I do believe I can put out far more content than the average church. So from a practical way, like, I think that the older generation is going to be like, no, 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 no. We must gather ourselves together that we cannot forsake the assembly. We have to be there. But a lot of people who get so we cannot forsake the assembly only show up on Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. A lot of people are like, you cannot forsake the assembly or only there once a week and they don't even show up to the other services. So like, I don't know. 
But I know, just think how much money it costs to, to maintain a church and then look at what the content they put out. Like at some point, I think the younger generation is going to look at it from a much more practical standpoint where the older generation is going to look at it maybe Maybe you could argue the older generation will look at it from a more theological perspective. We could have that debate all day, but Sandals Church is obviously showing us where a trend is going. So sandalschurch.com, look it up. If you, if you, if you gather any more information from them, if you obtain any more information about them, I would like to know. I am by no means saying I agree with them biblically. I'm not saying I agree with them theologically. What I'm saying is, is this an indicator? Now, I don't know if it's going to catch on. I don't know. I'm not making any bold predictions, but I just know this. the church. I think the church is in a transitional period. I don't think there's any way around it. And I just think it's going to look different in three to four years. F- f- three, three to five years, I think church is going to look radically, radically different. I think there's going to be less and less and less physical buildings, physical locations. I really do believe that. And I believe spirituality, including Christianity, is going to become much more of an individualistic approach. But you can tell me. Email me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. And about eight minutes ago, if you were listening to us on Church One, let me know what happened because eight minutes ago we got a new notification. I have no idea why a new notification was sent out. I never saw any indication that we had lost internet connection. But if we did, tell me what happened. Did like did you lose sound for five minutes? Did you lose sound for thirty seconds? Um, if you can tell me uh, what happened, I, that that's always uh, helpful because I can try to determine what went wrong so that we can fix it. Email me either way. News if at yahoo.com. News. If at yahoo.com. There you have it. Sandalschurch.com, the Sandals Church app. Take a look at it and just see what you think about it all. Just just spend some time looking around, looking at it and going, yeah, you know, I could like you may disagree with it, but you may go, well, you know, if you look at all the content they're putting out. Would I get as much from it as I do from my church? I know I know. there's going to be a part of you like, absolutely not. Nothing could ever replace the local assembly. I understand that from a theological perspective. I'm asking you to look at it all and go, well, huh. If the, if the, if the, if the theology was better, if the preaching was better, you know, this setup would actually work. That, that's what I want you to at least consider from the most pragmatic standpoint. Right. I'm not saying because we should agree with it, because I'm trying to get us to see where how people could be thinking and where things could be going. All right. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. All right. Everyone have a great evening. God bless.